It's time for the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket with Chris Dewar on WTAD. It's 30 minutes of scores, coaches' interviews, and a look at the weekend sports schedule. And now, here's Chris. And tip top of the morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket for Saturday, January 26th, where after two just awful barren sports weekends, we are in sports basketball, particularly Nirvana this weekend. So much goodness going on around the tri-states, and yes, there are snow flurries flurrying, but we're not going to be daunted today. Everything going on as scheduled, including wrestling at Quincy Notre Dame. We've got basketball tournament finishes today at Carrollton at North Shelby after a big delay, and of course, the biggie this weekend, the Quincy shootout out at Blue Devil Gym. Four games yesterday, eight more games today, nationally ranked teams, blue chip talent. It has been phenomenal, and selfishly, it's been a weekend for me of homecomings. Great to see Marcus Dillegard back in the Tri-States yesterday, bringing his victory North Carolina team in, albeit in a loss to a really good Marion Central Catholic team yesterday. Got to hang out with Marcus Dillegard yesterday, and today, right here on the show, two more homecomings coming your way over the next half hour. We'll check in with Ryan Parker, former Culver Stockton assistant, former Ellsbury head coach. He's bringing in his Oskaloosa team today. They're going to play Bishop Miege out of Kansas, a powerhouse from over there. But Oskaloosa is loaded, and they've got themselves one of the best power forwards in the country in Xavier Foster. Ryan's going to break it all down with us. So, too, Jeremy Osborne, Quincy High School alum, back in town, coaching back at Blue Devil Gym, I believe for the first time ever as an assistant, or excuse me, as an opposing coach, I should say. He'll be bringing in his father, Tolton, team to take on Quincy Notre Dame today. Jeremy coming off a huge win last night over St. Dominic in overtime. We'll break it all down with him as well. So obviously two really fun guests. Nice to have both of them back with us and great to have both of them back in town as we celebrate some of the great and rich coaching tradition that has emerged from the tri-states over the last couple of years. All right, let's break down the schedule from yesterday before we get into spinning it forward. Last night on the road at Moline, Quincy High School, big rally after trailing by as many as 12 in the first quarter. The Blue Devils come down, make it a two-point game, can't quite ever get over the hump against Sean Taylor's crew and end up losing a 67-63 decision. Jaden Smith with 17 points in that one as the Blue Devils, as I said, made a huge comeback late. Jirel Brock had a chance to hit a couple of free throws to kind of close that gap down the stretch. They went awry on him. Jirel tweeted last night a single word, finish, and that's really been kind of the buzzword for Quincy High School this season. They'll try again today against a really good opponent. They'll be taking on DePaul Prep at the 7 o'clock game in the Quincy shootout. And speaking of DePaul Prep. DePaul Prep put a number, did a number last night on Quincy Notre Dame, beating the Raiders 72 to 49. That is a really good basketball team coached by Illinois schoolboy legend Tom Kleinschmidt. His team plays some serious defense and they outscored the Raiders last night 16-5 in the fourth quarter to finish. Really good defensive team. So Eddie Douglas's crew will have their work cut out for them tonight. But again, one of a number of phenomenal games taking place in the shootout today that you're not going to want to miss. Speaking of the shootout, just a couple of scores from there yesterday of the four games. As I mentioned, Marion over victory, North Carolina, 82-42. to Aaron Euless, who is the little brother of NBA point guard Tyler Euless, had 24 points to lead his team to victory. Tri-City Christian out of North Carolina loses to, or excuse me, beats Liberty Nevada yesterday 69-60. to 
much-heralded recruit Julian Strother, a junior, had 22 points in a losing cause for Liberty. And by the way, speaking of Nevada, if you're one of those Nevada kids roaming around the Tri-States today, you talk about meteorological culture shock. My goodness, it's a little something different this week as well. We also had Arizona, Paradise, Arizona, in town. They lost to Corliss, Illinois last night, 74-59. Deshaun Dyson was the MVP of that game for Corliss with 25 points. More locally last night, Liberty, a 10-point winner at Mount Sterling over Brown County, 67 to 57. West Central in overtime beats Pleasant Plains 69-64 behind 18 points from Cole Howard. It was Western all over Pleasant Hill last night, 52-12. Kyle Colgrove with a double-double in the victory. Petersburg Porta wins by 15 at Pittsfield, 55-40. Your final there. Concord Triopia stays red hot, knocks off Rushville Industries 69-58. Zach Thompson, 32 points last night, including the 1,000th of his career. Payson Seymour on the road at Southeastern last night, wins 62-26. Tanner Kennedy, another big game in that one with 24 points. A successful homecoming for Brock Idris, the Carthage native, goes home, takes his Monroe City squad to Alane West and wins 70-26, to find 21 points from C.E. Talton. It was Centralia on the boys' side beating South Shelby 63-53. to North Shelby falls to Marceline 54-50. to What a night for Aaron Stamper and the Palmyra Panthers. Stamper off the bench, 10 three-pointers last night, 35 points, a new career high as Palmyra buries Macon, a good Macon team at Macon, 96-72 to was your final there. In southeast Iowa, not a very good night. Mount Pleasant wins over Fort Madison 52-47. to And Keokuk just absolutely struggles last night and loses at Washington 76-42. to On the girls' side, Monroe City invades America's hometown and wins 78-46 to over Hannibal. Jada Summers with 34 points in that one. It was Centralia beating South Shelby 49-32. to Meredith O'Neill with 15 points in a losing cause in that one. North Shelby felled last night by Marceline 58-37. to And maybe the game of the season last night, the Bowling Green Tournament title game, we got highlights late on this one, so we'll show those to you tonight at overtime. It was Clopton 52, Bowling Green 51. Taylor Akers, after Bowling Green had taken the lead with four seconds left, Taylor Akers hits a three-pointer as the buzzer goes off to give her team the comeback victory down 51-49. to Clopton gets the win and the championship on Bowling Green's home floor, 52-51. Again, a finish you need to see to believe. Also last night, Palmyra's comeback efforts against Macon falls short. That's a tough loss against a good Macon team. 59-55, your final there. The Holy Trinity girls, winners over Louisa Muscatine, 55-20, to behind 17 points from Taylor Boating. Central Lee with a good win at the buzzer as well. Last night as Maya, Mershon, Maya, Maya Mershman gets the game-winning putback in that one, 59-57 over Meepo. Mount Pleasant by 30 over Fort Madison, and the Keokuk girls by 10 over Washington as Mackenzie Northup scores 17 points in that one. When we come back, we'll be joined by Ryan Parker, and we'll start our breakdown of the Quincy Shootout. Getting you ready for a full weekend of sports, it's the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy. Here's Chris. He was a former Culver Stockton lead assistant to Brad Hoyt, former head coach at Ellsbury, who had the Indians within a whisker of going to state. Ryan Parker back in the Tri-State today, now as the head coach of Oskaloosa. He's got a really good basketball program and always a pleasure to have Mr. Parker back today. First of all, just Ryan, from the standpoint of being able to come back home a little bit and show off your basketball team, how personally exciting is that to you? Well, you know, I, you know the the history of Quincy basketball. So coming back to Quincy is a 
a pretty a pretty big thing. Um, you know, I got some friends and um, really close friends that still live in the Quincy area and um, touch base with them quite a bit. But coming back here and bringing our team back here and and showing them uh, Quincy basketball is, is is second to none, honestly, Chris. I know you have a chance this morning. You're going to go do a workout at John Wood, and I know you remain extremely tight with Brad Hoyt. What did that relationship mean to you and your development as a coach, having Brad sort of as a mentor early in your career? Well, I think, you know, when I went down to Culver um, after leaving William Penn um, as an assistant, um, you know, Brad took me under his wing and, and showed me some things. Now, we weren't overly successful while we were there. Um, you know, that's a struggle um, at times there, but uh, we learned a lot, uh, learned a lot about ourselves. Um, me and Brad, uh, we, we still talk to this day about different things. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for my time, my three years with him there and all the relationships we've built from there um, introduced me to the Quincy area as well. From your standpoint today, obviously a huge task ahead. Uh, you're scheduled against Bishop Miege, who is a phenomenal, phenomenal program. Now, this was, was set up, I think, by Eric Stratman originally as a battle of supreme big men with Jeremiah Robinson Earl, who has since transferred and is going, you know, that's the prep school thing, I guess. But obviously yeah. you've got yourself a heck of a big guy in Xavier Foster. Can you tell folks who are coming out to Blue Devil Gym today what they can kind of expect, not just a Mr. Foster and your team, but I know you've got some pretty good surrounding talent around him. Yeah, we're uh, sort of thankful Robinson Earls are going with IMG Academy. <laughs> I'll bet you you are, yes. Um, you know, but we, we bring back two really big kids. Um, Cole Henry, 6'10", he signed with UNI. Um, and then Xavier Foster, um, who's a four-star recruit and has offers all over the world. Um, you know, but those those two guys are, you know, basically make us go. Um, what you'll see in those two kids is uh, the foster kids seven foot, and like I said, Henry's six ten um, around the basket, but they also also both play um, on the perimeter as well. Xavier shoots it extremely well from three. Uh, Cole's an elite passer. Um, I think last year led class three in uh, an assist in Iowa at six ten. So um, for us, we got our hands full today with Bishop Miege, but that's why we came down here. Um, we wanted to be challenged. Um, we wanted to see where we stood with. Uh, a team that's back-to-back-to-back state champs in Kansas. Um, and when Eric signed me up for this thing, I didn't know I was playing Bishop Miege. It was just, hey, you're going to get a game. Um, and I was thankful to come back to the Quincy area. He's pl- pretty clever and pretty smart with doing that, by the way, Ryan. He kind of sneaks that in on you at the best chance. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, can, can I ask you about Cole? Because I, I understand, and maybe I've gotten the story wrong, but does he play quarterback as well? He does, 6'10", left-handed quarterback. Um had some interest from Iowa State and some other um, mid to high major um, in the football area. His dad is the head coach at William Penn um, there in Oskaloosa, so he's a he's a college basketball coach's son, has a high basketball IQ. Um, honestly, you know, ran the point guard for the quarter, or, you know, for the football team as well. And a lot of our stuff runs through Cole. I mean, you're going to see, you know, like Xavier gets a lot of the pub, but Cole is the one that has the ball in his hands most of the time. From your standpoint today, and you touched on it, you're looking to get challenged. I know your schedule is what it is. Just to have the chance to kind of break from the monotony of seeing the same couple of teams you see every year at this time, does that kind of refresh the kids? Yeah, I think it shows a little bit different. You know, our our conference is really tough, probably the best 3A conference in the state. You know, I brought you some pastries from the Pella area last night, and uh, Pella's a perennial powerhouse. The Corver kids are from there, um, you know, so that's a big-time power, basketball power in the state of Iowa. Norwalk, you know, it's basically a suburb Des Moines for our conference, but 
for us to get out and see somebody different, maybe maybe they guard us a little bit differently. Um, you know, we lost in the state championship game last year um, in the state of Iowa in Class 3, and, you know, we just want to be continue to be tested. You know, it's not about the final, you know, record or anything like that, but our goal is uh, to get back to that same level at Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines. Is it is it a little different kind of playing with the expectation? Because you do have so many people who, not just in your region, but around the Midwest, who kind of know who you are. And I think that's probably, yes, a function of having Xavier, but they kind of know you now. Does that kind of change the dynamic for you? Yeah, so we took over this program uh, five years ago. It was a one-win program, and we were just trying to build this thing. And, you know, and then we come back and, have a chance to win a state championship last year and lost by four, um, but then have a national recruit who's ranked in the top 30 um, in the class of 2020. And so when you walk into places, people understand what Oskaloosa, Iowa is. You know, before that, uh, we had a really good basketball football player played at uh, Iowa, Tyler Sash, who passed away way too early. Um, so that's where Oskaloosa was sort of known for. Um, but then, you know, now it's, hey, what's Xavier going to do? Hey, you got a really good basketball program. Hey, Oskaloosa has got a good activities program. And so uh, for us, our target's on our back all the time. But which, which way would you rather have it, Chris? You know, oh, oh absolutely. Not, not, yeah. No target at all or the biggest target in the world. Well, here's the thing, Ryan, I'd point out, too, is your career has had an interesting evolution, but I would think from the standpoint of some of the dues that you've had to play, pay and, and sometimes banging your head up against a wall, it's really made you a better coach, hasn't it? Yeah, I honestly think my, my three years at, uh, at Culver probably groomed me for you know, a little bit better success. Um, you know, we weren't successful there. Um, we, we did win some games, don't get me wrong, um, but our success was limited. Um, and then I go to Ellsbury and um, took over a, a program that was sort of struggling a little bit and ran with Scott Krager and, and that group and had a great run, a six-year run there. And then I took over a program that won one game. Um, and, you know, we're at where we're at in five years. And um, I credit a lot of that to, you know, my previous boss of, at, at where I played at William Penn, John Henry, and then uh, Brad Hoyt at Culver, Stock, or at Culver Stockton and now John Wood where he's at and then some of my other connections as well. Well, I, before I let you go, Ryan, I have to thank you, but I have to apologize. I lied to you last night about the pastries. I told you I was going to yeah. let my wife look at them first. I went home last night, opened the box, ate the maple roll, and got caught eating it. So I would have been in trouble, but you bringing me back an apple fritter from Yarsma got me completely out of Dutch. So I guess I owe you at that front as well. I, yeah. Hey, I, I, got, I got two things for you real quick. Yeah. One, uh, Jeremy Osborne, we want to wish him good luck. I know you got him on next, right? Absolutely we do. He uh, – he was at Culver as a football player when I was there as a basketball coach. So there's some connection there. Um, and the other thing is I, I want to thank you for all you do for the area athletes. You know, I was in Culver, you know, at Canton for three years and then Ellsbury, which is still in your area for six. All the things you do for these kids in the area, $10 worth of pastries is, is very little, Chris. Oh, $10 worth of pastries is the weight of my heart, buddy, as well you know. <laughs> so thank you for the pastries, and thank you for everything you do, Ryan. Everybody needs to get out today and go support Coach Parker because his team's got a huge task ahead, but he's got a heck of a football – or excuse me, a heck of a basketball team taking on Bishop Miege today. So go on out and support him. And again, Ryan, good luck to you today. Thanks, Chris. We'll see you this afternoon. Indeed you will. And coming up in just a bit, the aforementioned Mr. Jeremy Osborne joins us as well. This is the Sleep Tight Saturday Morning Ticket on Talk Radio 930 WTAD and FM 103.3. Here's Chris Dewar. 
And we are super excited now to have Jeremy Osborne, the head coach of Father Tolton, Quincy High, and Culver Stockton alum with us now on the radio. But before I get to his homecoming today, I'm going to check Jeremy's blood pressure because last night against St. Dominic, his team had quite the thrilling win in overtime, his seventh win in a row. Jeremy, what was last night like for you? Oh, man. Wow. First off, thanks for having me. Congratulations on the Hall of Fame nod. Well deserved. Oh, thank you, kind sir. But, uh, but uh, yeah, last night was, it was one of those games where, uh, you know, you hope you can sneak out with a win. Uh, I, I honestly think we stole one. We were outplayed last night. Um, hats off to St. Dominic. They did a heck of a job. And, um, you know, anytime you get an opportunity to to go play against a quality team like Quincy Notre Dame on Saturday, I think that, you know, our, our guys are 15, 16, 17 years old. Um, and, you know, sometimes trap games do do set in. So, um, you know, glad we got out of there with the win and, and get a chance to move on. You have played an awful lot of great games since taking over at Father Tolton, which has become a powerhouse program under the direction of you. And I need to tip the cap to your former assistant, Nick Ferricks, who you get to see today as well. Uh, you guys have done a phenomenal job down there at Tolton. Just how satisfying has that been, Jeremy, to kind of get that program? And I know you've had some great talent, obviously, with the with the Porters and everybody who's come through. But just how satisfying has it been? to build something essentially with the building blocks you have yeah absolutely um first and foremost it, it, like you said it starts with the guys you know um we've had great great character kids and obviously great talented kids that come through and uh help you establish uh the foundation that you want to establish and, and and build things the way you want to build things and then you look at a guy like nick first obviously a great basketball mind a great friend of mine so um you know anything anytime we got to do um, that together, it was special to be with him. But um, in regards to, to to playing great games, you know that comes down to the players, and we can put them in the position to be successful. But it comes down to them, and speaks to the type of kids that we have when you know we put them in the positions to be successful, and they are. My, my friends down in mid-Missouri always talk to me about what a great job you do building culture and how that has sort of become an organic thing with you. And that's not always easy when you have such talented kids, but you've really found a way to kind of do that. Where did you learn that best? Because you've had a lot of good stops along the way from Quincy to Culver on. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, um, that's part of part of Quincy tradition. Um, anytime you go through a, a program like Quincy High, uh, or for that matter, Quincy Notre Dame. Um, you know, it's a it's a sports rich town with a lot of tradition, and and you learn to do things the right way. Um, being come, coming from a blue collar town like Quincy, you know, you learn to do things the right way. And anytime you can try to implement that in something that you do, um, like you said, it becomes organic. So, um, you know, our guys have done a great job of buying in, uh, being very coachable, uh, being great teammates, doing things the right way on and off the court, and also being being pillars in the community. So. Um, like I said, we have great kids here, man, and, and, and it's it's more them than us, trust me. Your background is kind of unique, though, Jeremy, because you were a guy who was probably better known as a football guy before moving into basketball, although you had a really solid basketball career with the Blue Devils. How much did the football side of things help you as a coach now on the basketball side of things? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think I think one thing is the preparation. Um, football, you know, you, you get a whole week to prepare and, and um, you know, you can really break down film and things like that. And then basketball, you might have two, three days to prepare, sometimes one night. So um, you got to kind of shrink that in into the time allotted. But uh, I think the, the, the toughness, the toughness factor, um, that's one of the things our guys do. We're going to be the first ones on the floor. We're going to be the first ones to step up, take a charge. Um, just being a physical basketball team, and I think some of that uh, translates from, from, from some of the football days. 
When Eric Stratman set this up, he did it with the idea of doing some homecomings, and we've got Marcus Dillagard and Ryan Parker, who was at Culver Stockton when you were, who we just talked to, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But I think the biggest one was bringing you home, and he's talked about that for two years. Can you kind of distill for me, because I know it's sort of an unusual thing to describe, but what it's going to feel like walking back into Blue Devil Gym for you today? Yeah, man, uh, it's going to feel like those Friday nights in the early 2000s, Friday, Saturday nights in the early 2000s. You know, you get the butterflies, and, um, you know, the people make Quincy. Uh, every time you step in that gym, yeah, you wanted to play well, but more importantly, you didn't want to disappoint the people that were in the stands because, you know, you had great support, so you wanted to play your heart out. You know, I think that's um, something that our guys will get a taste of. Uh, last year we got a, a little bit of a taste of it, uh, and, and this year more of the same. So I think that, you know, anytime you get to come back home, it's a special thing, obviously, but uh, being able to play in, in Blue Devil Gym, uh, some of my best memories are there, so uh, it's a really special thing. I know you'd like to make some new memories today, and you've got to do so against Kevin Myers' team, which is which is a pretty good Quincy Notre Dame team. And obviously, up until last night, they had a winning streak going. You've won seven in a row. This is really sort of a fun, I guess, sort of a break from the norm matchup for you. Uh, what are you looking to derive most out of this, Jeremy? Today is it sort of to try to get into that playoff atmosphere? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, anytime you play a team. Uh, that caliber, um, you know, you look at it as if it's it's a playoff game. Uh, and, and, you know, Coach Meyer does a heck of a job. He and his staff, uh, Brady over there. So they do a heck of a job over there. They're a well-coached team. Discipline. They're a tough, hard-nosed team. And, and those are the types of teams that you see later on in the playoffs. So, um, you know, and you always want that knowledge bank to, to see what works, what doesn't work. Uh, this is a great game for us to play in preparation for the playoffs coming up in a couple weeks. For, for folks who haven't seen you, you're 14-2 and two right now. How would you describe sort of the Tolton ethic or ethos? What do you guys look like? What, what can people come into Blue Devil Gym to kind of see you again today? What can they expect from your team? Well, I think, you know, we're a tough group um, physically. Try to be mentally most of the time, uh, you know, and, and I think our guys, they defend. Uh, we, are, we are defensively oriented, and I think everybody that – that it plays us or has film on us knows that, you know, it starts on the defensive end for us. And, you know, once we get stops and, and get some, force some turnovers a little bit, get things rolling. But, um, you know, we're, we're not going to score 100 points. We're going to guard and um, we're going to try to play team basketball. Right now we have six guys averaging more than eight points. So, um, you know, that's kind of where we lie. We don't really rely on one guy. Um, team oriented, defensive minded. Um, we get stops and rebound and, and get quality shots. Last one for you, Jeremy. Is there one thing very Quincy centric you're going to do today when you get back to town, just to kind of introduce your your guys to the whole Quincy vibe? Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely fatbacks. We're going to fatbacks. Oh, so, uh, right next to my heart, baby. Good for you. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, we got a, we got a couple vegetarians and vegans on the team, but uh, how did you, you know, allow think, that? Hey, you know, they're going to have to they're gonna have to sacrifice for the team today. Thank you for the team, buddy. That's what we love to hear. Hey, Jeremy Osborne, great to have you back home. Best of luck today against Quincy Notre Dame. I know you're going to have a ton of eyes on you in the gym today, and, and I know this community is very, very proud of you. So good luck and congratulations and continued success, and go eat yourself a fat back for me. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Chris.
Thank you. Always a pleasure with Jeremy Osborne. And that wraps up this edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket again. Basketball starts at 9 o'clock all day long. I believe that Quincy Notre Dame game today with uh, Father Tolton will take place this afternoon early at 1 o'clock. I believe that is the start time on that one. We've got Quincy High School playing at 7 o'clock against uh, DePaul. We've got Hannibal playing at 9, so lots of good basketball today. Don't want to forget Monroe City as well playing today. So you got a chance to see four local teams against the best the nation has to offer. And we'll be right back here next week for the Superfan Shootout edition of the Morning Ticket as well. We'll see you then, everybody. Time has run out. You're invited to join us again next week for another edition of the Saturday Morning Ticket, brought to you by Sleep Tight at 4535 Broadway in Quincy.